Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. My name is Heather. And I'm Mark, and we are your co-hosts. And we're here to take a look back into the Jewish roots of our faith. For the way forward in youth ministry discipleship. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm Mark. And I'm Heather. And today we have a great question for you. It is so... You want to be a Talmud. Heather, what is a Talmud? That's an awesome question. So for our listeners, we're throwing this one out there because we really want to set kind of the basic groundwork for different words in Hebrew that we see uh, in the Bible that were really meaningful in the first century. And that word just happens to be Talmud. For those of you that don't know, yeah, Talmud. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know what Talmud means, it simply means disciple or as it's more or excuse me, as it's even further understood, pupil or learner. And in the first century, it carried with it a, a, a sense of devotion and discipline so that what was expected of you was that you would take what you learned and you put it into practice because, again, as we understand the rabbi disciple relationship, you didn't want to just know what the rabbi knew, but you wanted to become what the rabbi was. And so it took this radical devotion and discipline to become just like your teacher. Like I think about it like this. Have you ever watched the Nathan's hot dog eating contest? Oh my word. Yes. (laughs) So amazing and gross all at the same time. Yeah. I remember like years ago watching something on like ESPN two. It wasn't the Nathan's hot dog eating contest, but it was uh-huh. something similar where these people were eating like a ridiculous amount of um, like twice baked potato skins or something like that. There was this woman who she was like 95 pounds and she was killing it. I mean, I yeah. think her name was the black widow or something like that. <laughs> and she was competing against like these very large people and she was killing it. I mean, she was just mopping the floor with these big guys where she's like this 95 pound woman. And so, yeah. I mean, forgive me for my tangent there, but the, the point that I'm making is that, you know, when you look at the Nathan's hot dog eating contest and other things like that, you think to yourself, wow, these people have like a tremendous amount of devotion and discipline to their trade and to what they do. Yeah. To be the very best at what they do. And that's eating a lot of hot dogs in a ridiculously short amount of time, right? Yeah. The Black Widow didn't just show up that day and enter a contest. She, she trained and trained. Yeah. How else do you get the name Black Widow, right? I mean, yeah, you don't for get sure. it from just eating <laughs> salads at Wendy's. You get it from going to town, right? On some potatoes. That is so great. <laughs> and so here's the thing, though, right? Is that, you know, when we look at our own lives and we look at our devotion to our rabbi, do we live with that same kind of devotion and discipline that last year's winner of the Nathan's hot dog eating contest had? to his pursuit of winning the thing, right? And so I think about it like this. When I was in college, I got big into weightlifting and all that kind of thing. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, I was hardcore about it. I 
like read all these articles on Ronnie Coleman and Jake Cutler and all these guys who were like super swole, you know, they were just yeah. really buff guys. And so I wanted to be like them. And so yeah. I bought the protein powders. I went to the gym. I ate a ridiculous amount of egg whites and lean protein, right? Because I was somebody who wanted to take what I learned about this whole bodybuilding thing and to put it into practice, but not just put it into practice, but have a devotion and a discipline to it. And so, right. you know, it's really cool in light of the word Talmud, and we see that devotion and discipline, there's this really cool quote by Dr. John Gard. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, sweet. So it says this, it says, originally the word Talmud was applied to a student of music. This, of course, confirms to us of the, that the disciple was not merely a repository for knowledge, for music is only enjoyed when it is performed. Oh, that's beautiful. Right? Yeah. 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 And so I guess, you know, when we look at our role as youth workers in all of this thing is that you know, are we kind of director, directing the symphony of our students mm. when they start to play the parts that God has given them? Are we giving them a track to run on? Are we helping fuel their fire and their devotion to Jesus? Or are we just kind of providing places for them to just kind of spin their wheels and not provide this track of awesomeness to run on that would lead us towards true kingdom work where students are investing their devotion, their discipline, their energy, their time into something that really matters. Yeah. Think about the moments in the gospels where Jesus says, now I'm going to send you out and you're going to do it. Or, oh, this kind of demon can only be exercised by da, 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 da. Right? Yeah, man. Or, um, gosh, do you notice how many stories there are where the disciples seem to be fighting with each other over missing the point? And mm. those stories are great because they have to learn that actually the Jesus way is about taking the way down for others, not the way up. But yeah. look at the competition. They are gunning to be the most like the rabbi out of the group. And yes. Jesus, like you're saying, he's like really intentional about pulling them towards that and setting up opportunities and even obstacles sometimes in yeah. their way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So as we kind of wrap up this thought on the word Talmud, and here's a cool little tidbit for all you gals out there. Yeah. Uh, the word da is the Hebrew word for a female disciple. Nice. So, yeah. So don't worry, gals. They didn't forget about us. But as you think about the kids in your ministry and you think about the symphony that God wants to play in your midst and you think about the parts and the different musical instruments, if you will, right, metaphorically speaking, that your kids are holding, are you filling with, within them that deep passion, helping fuel that fire and that passion for them to continue to grow as a true Talmud? And so I want you to think about like, who's that kid that's showing up in your youth ministry with their Bible, who's super excited about being there, who is like that kid that's always answering all the questions. <laughs> who, who really wants to be you. Yeah. I mean, that's what they want. Yes. Yeah. And how can you give them that track to run on to continue to fuel the fire 
of that devotion and discipline to becoming just like their rabbi Jesus. That's awesome. Kate, you're jogged, you jogged my memory when you talked about music. Can I okay. tell a nerdy story from the classical world? I think our listeners would appreciate it. Okay, I'm going to nerd out then. Uh, full nerd old jacket. Here we go. So Cicero tells this story of a master who was teaching a learner to play the flute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a flautist. and uh, Which is similar to flautas, which are a great Mexican dish. Continue, please. Nice, nice. All right, we'll crack <laughs> on. So uh, anyways, she practiced and practiced and practiced, was so diligent in taking on the style and abilities of her master. But two times when she went to take this stage and perform, she faltered. She just like broke down and and couldn't do it, right? Like she couldn't do it live. So the third time she went to perform, the master pulls her aside and says, hey, listen, when you get up on stage and everything's quiet and you start to get nervous, I want you to play only for me and for the muses. That is only for me, the master that taught you and for for the Greeks, you know, the divine beings that are in charge of art and beauty, right? Think about pulling a student forward in such a way that we provide those little side times of encouragements. We're like, hey, when, when you're at school and this situation comes up, I see that you're a leader. What if you tried this, right? Yeah. Or do this. This is what I would do. Providing those moments where you look a kiddo in the eye and say, I see what you can become. Well, that's one of the best ways to guarantee that they will become like you. And hopefully you're going to be like the rabbi, right? That's beautiful. Yeah. 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 I love that. So for our listeners today, go and be a Talmud and go make a Talmud. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Well, hey, as usual, you can check out all sorts of stuff to go farther faster with understanding the first century context of Jesus and how to do youth ministry well, like he did at firstcenturyyouthministry.com. And uh, Heather's book's there too. You should pick it up if you haven't yet. Yeah. And please get connected to our Facebook community. Uh, Just search for First Century Youth Ministry, and we would love to make more friends and to continue to connect with people who love youth ministry and who want to know more about the Jewish roots of their faith. Totally. Bye, everyone. All right. See you later.